And a good happy new year to all of you out there. This is Mikey Hizzle. And I'm doing solo dolo without Sean Dizzle today. Uh, but strap in. It's going to be a good one. Happy recording day. Hey, welcome to the Unchurched Podcast, where your hosts, Michael and Sean, discuss issues of church, life, and religion. No subject is off limits, and our honesty and humor drives our discussion. We welcome you to sit in on the conversation and laugh with us as we challenge serious things. So pour your drink, kick your feet up, and let's get started with the show. So I wanted to come on here and uh, knock one out real quick um, and talk to you guys about goals. So it's a brand new year, 2021. Hopefully it won't be the uh, same clusterfuck that 2020 was. And uh, we're looking forward to some great things. Hopefully everybody out there is just as confident and excited about uh, what's to come. So I'm going to sit here and do what I love and just sit behind this microphone and uh, just uh, brain vomit on you for a little bit, if you don't mind. I hope you don't. So uh, we kind of talked a little bit about goals uh, before or on our last podcast, maybe the one before last. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but we've been gone for a little bit uh, for about a week. And I didn't want a, a second week to go by without us getting on here and greeting everybody, saying hello and uh, sharing some thoughts. So we appreciate everybody listening and uh, we're going to get on with it. So um, so our new year was pretty fun. We uh, we just uh, stayed home and we had uh, a turkey. I brined this amazing turkey. God, let me tell you about this. The best freaking turkey I've ever made in my life. Right. Got this beautiful turkey roaster that's old as sin and fits a 24 pound turkey. We only had a 13 and a half pound turkey and it was just four of us. And uh, we had some fun. But early in the day, I didn't do it overnight. I wish I did. But I brined the turkey in a water brine with salt and a bunch of other like cool spices. I think I threw in there some 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 thyme and some basil uh, and a bunch of other stuff some salt and pepper, garlic and just let it just sit I put it in the pot put the lid on made sure that the turkey was all the way at the bottom and just sat it outside all day long because I didn't have room for it in the fridge it was a humongous pot uh, but sat outside all day long and just freaking just got juicy and juicy and juicy and i swear when i put this thing in i think the the turkey 13 pounds 13 and a half pounds it cooked less than four hours guys it was less than four hours at 350 um you know i threw a little bit of oil on it and uh and rubbed it down with this real nice concoction of rubs put a bunch of cayenne pepper in there so it was a little bit spicy the way i like it 
and um, juicy. God, so juicy. By the time I took that turkey out, and, and like halfway through or whatever, instead of um, spritzing it or making sure that I took the broth and threw it on top, I just threw a little bit of butter on top. Since Micah wasn't here, it was easy to do because he's the only one with a dairy allergy in the house. Um, I threw a little bit of butter on top of the breast and on the legs on the wings and threw some butter inside too, like halfway through the cook. I don't really think it did anything, but I don't know. It, it was mental, if nothing else. Anyway, sliced into that bad boy and it was perfection. Perfectly tender, perfectly juicy. I even overshot the temp. I was shooting for 165, which probably would have actually been perfection. Um, but I, I overshot it by a little bit by mistake. Uh, I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know where I was. Maybe I was taking a shower or something or running around the house trying to get something else together. I don't know. But we made this amazing salad. It was a kale and quinoa salad that had feta and garlic and salt and pepper. And I think the only thing we put on it was red wine vinegar. And it was the most amazing salad I think I've ever... Uh, oh, it had uh, walnuts and uh, some dried fruit in it. Like, uh, I think it was dried cranberries, white grapes, and something else. I want to say it was... Uh, what was the third? might have been cherries. I think the third dried fruit was cherries. We just got one of those mixed bags from Trader Joe's. And it was out of this world. Mixed it all together. I actually kind of like layered it in a giant bowl. So kale. And then uh, walnuts. And then feta. And then the fruit. And then kale, walnuts, feta, fruit. And just kind of like mixed it all in real good. It was perfection. So uh, it was fun playing chef for the day. And we ate really good. We had a good time. Of course, I had a couple cigars in the garage. I had the propane heaters going. So I uh, had a little bit of the cigar before the ball dropped. Went in the house, watched the ball drop. Had a nice fire going inside. Kissed the wife. Blah, blah, blah. Go back outside. Enjoy a nice cigar. It was fantastic. So that's how we brought in the new year. How did you bring in yours? I'd love to hear about it. Um, we had a whole lot of fun, and I hope you did too. Uh, but to the topic, I wanted to talk about uh, goals. It's something that the wife and I sit down and try to do um, every year. We'll sit and talk about what we want to do. And uh, we've got some goals laid out for ourselves, for our family, whatever. Um, but... I know a lot of people struggle with uh, planning ahead and thinking outside the box. So I thought I'd come on here and um, just share a few ideas that I have. Uh, basically like a skeleton, things that I review in my mind or on paper, things I review and try to figure out what new thing I want to do for the year or, um, you know, what things I want to avoid, some things that I want to change. You know, they say it's like 
you know, you can pick up a habit, a bad habit really quick within days, but it takes like 40 days to break a bad habit, right? So that being the case, it says to me that it takes just a whole lot of effort in order to accomplish the things that you want to do. And I think it's important. And, and I think that innately we, we have it in us to accomplish big and great things. All we have to do is just put a little bit of thought into it and a little bit of effort. So I, I hope that I can encourage you to do that uh, as you listen to this. But so five areas that I think about when it comes down to goal setting and uh, things that we want to change. I just took my glasses off and I just realized that I can't even read my own handwriting without my glasses these days. Don't judge. You can eat a bag. Here we go. Let me put them back on. This is ridiculous. I wrote down some chicken scratch notes here. But five areas. Body, soul, spirit, relationships, and money. Five areas that I try to focus on every year. Five things that I that I try to think of something that I can change. Something I can do better. Something that I can grow in. Uh, so hopefully, maybe if as I go through these, maybe it'll speak to you and encourage you to do something about yourself as well. We'll see. So I think body is the easiest one. Uh, this is when most people start their fat diets, right? They're like, oh, we're going to I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year or this month or whatever your goal is. Uh, for me, I started back the carnivore diet this month. And so January is World Carnivore Month. If you didn't know that, now you know. So, basically, carnivore diet is all animal products. So, meats, cheese, fish, eggs, whatever it is. Uh, whatever it is that uh, comes from an animal that seems good to you. Butter, cheese. I'm eating a lot of that. So, like today, for breakfast, I had... I made some brats on the grill the other day, and... Um, the leftover brats that we didn't eat, I chopped them up, sliced them up, quartered them up, and threw that in some scrambled eggs with some cheese. And that was my breakfast. It was out of this world. Super filling. Uh, three eggs, or I might have had four eggs this morning. Four eggs, two brats, and a handful of cheese. Of course, cooked in butter. And completely satiated for the whole day. Like towards the middle of the afternoon... I got a little bit hungry, so I also made some chicken thighs before I made the brats. And so I ate a couple chicken thighs. A little bit of fat in the chicken thighs, not much, right? But good to me. Then for dinner, I had this nice top round, uh, not top round, top sirloin, which doesn't have a whole lot of fat on it. It's pretty lean, and it's actually a tough piece of meat, but cooked the way I cooked it. it came out fantastic put in a cast iron skillet with some butter seared it on both sides turn the heat down just a little bit so you don't smoke out your house and then just let it sit there and just cook throw a little bit of butter on top after you've seared the one side and just keep that butter going spoon it up throw it on top again spoon it up throw it on top then when it gets to about 130 degrees internal temp put it on the side Sprinkled a little bit of, uh, what do you call it, uh, truffle salt on top, finishing salt. 
Let that melt onto the top of the steak. Mm-mm. Baby, we in business. It's perfect for me. It's an easy thing to do. And that was my dinner. Just that steak. Just by itself. With the butter and the finishing salt. That's it. Uh, so, I'm doing carnivore for World Carnivore Month. And I'm enjoying it. My energy level is through the roof. I'm not sluggish. Uh, I don't have any heartburn issues going on right now. I'm feeling like a million bucks. And I'm only doing it for a month, so I don't want to hear about, you know, my cholesterol or my blood pressure, nothing like that. All that stuff checks out. Last time I got my blood work, you know, last year when I got my blood work done, I had no issues at all. And still, I'm losing weight. Still, from last year, I'm losing weight still. Uh, trying to get back down to 200 pounds and hopefully don't look too skinny. But that's my goal, to get down to 200 pounds. Uh, I haven't one time yet this year so far. I have not lifted weights <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I'm normally good for maybe one or two times a week lifting weights. I have not been consistent three to five days like I want to be. And so far, this first week of January, I'm at over five days. I haven't worked out at all. Um, but I'm going to get back to it. Stay tuned on that. It's coming. I'll get back into to lifting. Uh, even if it is just two days out of the week, it'll be two more days than what I was doing. So, uh, so that's where I'm at with body. Whatever yours is, it doesn't matter what it's going to be. You just need to make sure you make a point, you know, be specific about it. I, I guess let, let me just say the rules of the game when it comes down to setting goals, at least the rules for me, is to be super specific. Number one, you want to be specific about what you want. You got a goal weight in mind. What's that number? And you keep that number in front of your face, you know, put it on a sticky and throw it on the mirror or something. I don't know. Just make sure you look at it. Uh, so it's got to be specific. It's got to be written down. You should have a timeline to it, I think. Um, so if it's just by the end of the year, then fine. But be a little bit more specific than that. So in the first quarter, you want to be aware with your body. Second quarter, you want to be aware. Third quarter, where? You know, try to break it down and, and do something to, to push yourself. Um, and I think the most important thing about setting goals is the, the accountability factor. So when you when you when you're specific about your goals and you have them written down and you have a timeline about them and you're looking at that all the time, uh, it helps with your accountability. And of course, if you're married and you, you got a best friend out there, somebody, a pen pal, you share with them what your goals are and and, you know, allow them to. Uh, question you every now and then and see where you're at, you know, allow them to do a little sense check, pulse check and say, hey, where are you at with this goal? You know, how much weight have you lost? How's your diet going? You know, the the worst thing in the world is these yo-yo fad diets where people do it for such a short time and then they just go right back. You know, the first couple of days I was having some serious carb cravings. Like even today, I, I went out to the garage to... <sighs> to smoke my pipe tobacco pipe not a uh, crack pipe 
Um, that's only on Mondays. So I, I went outside to, to smoke my pipe and I swear to God, as soon as I stepped outside, I could literally taste Jet's pizza. I, I was craving it for, for a second. It wasn't long, but you know, I walked outside. I'm like, dude, I could really go for some tomato sauce and, and, um, some, you know, melted cheese and bacon and sausage and green peppers i was tasting the whole pizza but then i got over it you know it wasn't a big deal i got over it and you can get over it too sorry my phone is ringing spam um so yeah be specific write it down have a timeline and have some accountability about it and and i think that you can reach your goals even if you you know stumble or have some cravings or whatever you know, you can get your body in line, get your body in check. I was, uh, I, I like listening to uh, David Goggins. He talks a lot about people giving up at like the 40% mark. Like we, is, his whole speech is, we don't know exactly. Uh, we, we never push ourselves as, as human beings to the point of, uh, to, to our fullest capacity. Like we stop at 40%. In, in his opinion, you know, it's not uh, that's not uh, scientifically proven. Oh, you got to turn off this heater. Oh, gets cold in this basement. I turned on the heater. It got too hot. Uh, we get the importance of he, he pushes the importance of uh, pushing yourself past your uh, past your your point of wanting to quit. And I think it's a good thing when it comes down to all of these things that we're going to talk about here tonight. So uh, your body fitness goals, don't quit so early. Don't uh, don't give up so easily. Push yourself. Go beyond your uh, mental capacity, if your emotional capacity, like go past the push past the pain and push past the the uncomfortableness when it comes down to it and see what you're really made of. Like you might surprise yourself and surpass your goal and go way beyond where you want to be. So, and, and obviously that's always a good thing. So don't, don't cut yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. Uh, the, the next area after body is soul. So your, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, your emotions, right? So we're, we're a three-part being. According to scripture, we're body, soul, and spirit, right? God is a three-part being. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? So uh we we see this trinity in scripture all over the place so we're made of body soul and spirit and your soul is made of, is a triune portion of you as well it, it's it's made up of your mind your will and your emotions your mind of course deals with your thoughts your will is your decision maker and your emotions is obviously how you feel so that makes up your soul and i think that if we if, if we are honest about it, our soul, like we only think of it most of the time, especially Christians, we only think about it in terms of salvation. So I believe in Jesus Christ. So my soul is saved. I'm going to die and go to heaven one day. But it's so much deeper than that. And if we're willing to take a, a nice deep dive into it, we can we can get a little bit uh, more. You can get deeper. Yes, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it, I'm lost for words right now. I feel like I'm talking really fast. Either way, uh, mind, will, emotions, and of course, there's many things that we can do to uh, stimulate and to 
mature ourselves mentally uh, and emotionally and, and, and strengthen our will as well. Things like studying more, like studying scripture, right? That, that's, that should be you know, paramount in every Christian's life where we pick up the Bible every now and then or we read scripture or we, you know, like I do, I practice memory verses. You know, I find a scripture that I really, really like. I'll write it down on a cue card and I'll memorize it. And I've got a bunch of them. I, I talked about this last year, about all the different um, cue cards that I have. They're right here on my desk where I record, where I work every day. So they're, they're right here. I can pick them up at any given time and read through them. The newest ones I keep on the bottom. The ones that I memorized, I keep at the top. And I flip through them to make sure I still remember them, and I think about them, I meditate on them, and it speaks to me. Uh, but more than that, I mean, whatever. you in school right now. You're studying biology. You're studying chemistry or, or math or, or psychology or whatever it is. Uh, one of the greatest failures, I think, of our generation is that we stop reading. Back in the day, 100 years ago, that's all they had was to read, right? That's, that's what they did. You ever <laughs> consider how uh, the, the letters that old soldiers used to send back to their loved ones. They were just so deep and poetic and well thought out, but short and sweet at the same time. Uh, they're, it's because they read, because they were educated, because they studied. Um, things like that are important. Uh, meditation, I mentioned that. Uh, but when it comes down to your attitude, in your, your emotions, your attitude. Do you have a poor attitude? Are, are you one that's uh, prone to mood swings or quick to anger, quick to sadness, insecure? These are things that maybe you should make a goal to work on this year. Like build confidence. Find the things that would build confidence in you and, and find the things that would build a little bit more emotional stability uh, within you. And again, I think it goes towards the necessity to push ourselves past the limit, push ourselves past that point of breaking. And you'll find that your attitude changes. You become more empathetic and sympathetic towards people. Um, it's, it's a muscle, right? The, the more you exercise it, the stronger you get at it. I, I often think of the concept of grace, in that it's we get what we don't deserve from God. And the, the more that we are able to give it to other people, uh, the, our, our ability to give grace to other people is directly related to our ability to receive it from God. So, in a sense, well, the way that, that Jesus put it, he said that he that has been forgiven for much, loves much. And, and what that means is that the, the more that you realize that you've been forgiven, the greater your capacity for love is. So you look in the mirror, do you see somebody that's all that, or do you see someone that's broken and flawed? Well, if it's the latter and you realize that God's love for you is unconditional regardless of your state, then in turn, that understanding would equip you and, and fuel you to 
return it to other people. You get what I'm saying? So, um, you know, our, to, to work on our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions is so much greater than just, you know, a get out of hell free card, if you will. It's, it's, it's so much more than that. It's, it, it goes deeper and, and requires of us to, you know, be more gentle and be more kind with one another and to be more patient with one another. Uh, your will gets engaged in order to do that. Like you have to, it's an act of your will. In other words, it's a choice. And when it comes down to your will, the will portion of your soul, the, the more you choose the right thing to do, the easier it becomes to do. You know, so there's a, there's a, um, there's a concept that I learned through uh, mentoring. It's, it's very simple. It's do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do. Just that simple concept. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes just to do the right thing. So, body, soul, next one is spirit. Uh, we need to work on our spirit, man. And of course, like I said, we're a three-part being, body, soul, spirit. The spirit is our place of communion with God. And so we that are Christians, we believe that Jesus died for us, therefore we can have life, right? Everlasting life. So uh, Paul said in Ephesians that, that it's through our acceptance of Christ that our spirit comes alive. And as we come alive, what happens is our communion with God is established. We're able to commune with God. The way that we commune with God is spirit to spirit. That's why it's a very difficult concept to understand, right? According to Scripture, who can understand the heart of man except for the spirit of man? The spirit of man is, is, is the portion of us that actually communicates with God. So when we sit down to pray or kneel down to pray or whatever, however you pray, driving or walking, it doesn't matter. When we are in prayer, we are in communion with God spirit to spirit. And so the way that we develop our spirit, man, is through communion and cu communication with God. And other things as well, like study, studying of his word is part of it as well. You know, Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So he's, he's talking about himself. He's talking about the written word. He's talking about learning more about God and our relationship with him. In that, all of that feeds our spirit. It, it causes our spirit to become that much more connected to God. And it's an important thing. Uh, fasting is another big deal when it comes down to our spiritual being. Uh, when, we, when, we, uh, when we fast, what we're literally doing is, and I'm going to get real churchy here, is beating our flesh into submission. <laughs> I know many of you have heard that term before. And basically what it means is, uh, when we fast, we are less susceptible to our own uh, earthly urges, our fleshly urges, uh, sin. So fasting is a very, very important part of the Christian lifestyle, uh, abstaining from things, making sacrifices in order to, for the purpose of communing with God that much more intimately. 
And it's something that you see all over scripture over and over again. Jesus fasted. You know, Moses fasted. Abraham fasted. Just all the big names in in the Bible. They all fasted before making major decisions or before, uh, you know, going on before doing great exploits. It, It was it was typically done. Many of the great things that were done in scripture were done after a period of fasting because that fasting was enough to or was used to get them out of their headspace and get them out of, you know, their their own desires and wants and help them to focus on, you know, what God wanted for them. So. Prayer, fasting, study, these are all great things to increase, you know, over time and to to develop your spirit, man. So you got body, soul, spirit. The fourth one is relationships. Now we're, we're rounding the corner here towards the end. So relationships uh, that you choose to work on could be anything. It could be your marriage. It could be your family. It could be your, you know, uh, friendships it could be business relationships it could be whatever wherever there's an emotional tie for you with another human being uh, is what this category falls under for me and so when it comes down to uh, your marriage you know what's important in your marriage is it quality time is it you know giving more gifts is it uh, what what communicates love to you and to your partner? That's what this is about. You know, what can you do more this year? A, a conscious decision to do more this year in order to increase intimacy in your personal relationships. Maybe you need to reconnect with a dad or a mom. Maybe you need to uh, mend a broken friendship that you've that that is you know. You know, whatever that's taking a dive, uh, make it a point. Think about that for a little bit. You know, look at look at your life. Think about this 2020, where we've been quarantined or, or sheltering in place, whatever it is you want to call it, where you haven't been able to see people, you haven't been able to really build relationship like you want it to. Hopefully, this year you can reconnect. What would you do different? What could you do better? These are things that that uh, that that need to be thought about. Um, what's what is it gonna what's what's it gonna be that's gonna help your relationships grow this year? Do you need to take a trip together? Do you do you need to uh, you know whatever go on a sex retreat or something? Do what you got to do. Make your marriages strong. Make your relationships strong. Um, or, or maybe you're single and you just frankly need to get out and meet some new people. That could be totally a thing. So, uh, make it a goal. What are you going to do? You're going to join a book club or you're going to go to a, a singles meeting or something like that, or do some speed dating. I don't know. Whatever it is for you, that's going to bring some fulfillment and, and make you more of a relatable person or make you a person easier to be around with. It doesn't matter what it is. 
whatever the reason for your goal is. Just be specific. Write it down. Put a timeline to it. And, um, and make sure you hold yourself accountable for it. Relationships are key. Like, we're relational beings. So, you can go all the way back to the garden. You know, God coming down in the cool of the day to commune with Adam and Eve. Why? Because the relationship. It's necessary. The reason why Jesus died on the cross for us was buried and rose again is because of sin that separated us from God. Through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, he was the bridge to bring us back into right relationship with God the Father. So, it all boils down to relationship. It's probably one of the most important things for us to be able to work on, and I think one of the one of the things that are neglected the most. So I encourage you to look at, you know, look at your life and see where you can start filling in some gaps there. And now for me, in all honesty, I'm an introvert. And I, I've, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I don't need any new friends. And I've, <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to stop saying that because, um, because friends are good. Relationships are healthy, or can be healthy, if we choose the right ones. And we don't have to be in a mode where we push people away. We should strive to be uh, more relational. So, uh, even me as, as an introvert, I, I make a, a conscious effort to be more social. And believe me, it is an effort. It is a conscious choice. So if I'm sitting outside having a cigar and I call a friend and I say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Let's chat. It it probably took me a half an hour to make that phone call before I did it. You know what I'm saying? So I have been practicing over the years to break out of my introvertedness to be more social because I know it's important. So. Uh, you know, my, my parents, my, my mom always said, don't ever, you know, it doesn't matter who you marry, just don't ever uh, alienate your friends. Because if anything happens, you know, you lose your wife, you lose your husband. You don't want to have to go to those friends with your hand in your hat. Or is that the right phrase? Your, your hat in your hand. You know, apologizing for cutting them off just because you got married, right? Like, you need other people other than your spouse in your life that you can relate to, that you can talk to, that you can, you know, have relationship with, you know? There's a, it's been a huge increase of divorce just because of quarantine. People are like, I can't believe I got to spend every single day with this woman or with this man that are driving me crazy and, you know... A lot of shit has been happening bad. And I think a big part of that is, one, they probably didn't like the person from the beginning, but two, they alienated their friends. They didn't have a, an outlet, a go-to, outside of their own home. And I think it's important that we all do. And I'm so grateful that my mom taught me that, uh, because it's necessary. So, anyway, last one is money. When it comes down to money, we should have some goals. We should have some savings goals. We've got one. Um, and you should, you should have one too. 
I I read uh what is his name? Uh Smart Money Habits or something like that. Smart income. Passive income. Oh, what's the name of that damn book? Uh there we go. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. The Total Money Makeover. Total Money Makeover by uh Dave Ramsey. It's a great book that you should read if you haven't read it before. But uh, it's all about getting out of debt and making sure that you have some financial security. You don't have to be the richest person in the world and have all your money in the stock market and be the next, uh, what's that old dude's name that drives the, like, 2000 DeVille or something like that. Bonneville. What is his name? You guys know who I'm talking about. Dude still lives in the same house, $300,000 house that he paid for 30 years ago. Anyway, real frugal with his money and a big time stock guy. You don't have to be that guy, you know, but uh, Dave Ramsey talks about the importance of having uh, safety nets for yourself when it comes down to money. So you lose your job like so many people did over over um, this pandemic, you know, having in savings six months worth of bills saved up. So that at the very least, you've got six months to find a new job because you've got that much money saved up. You can pay for your bills. Um, you know, and, and, and he starts off really small. He's like, you know, here's the big thing. Uh, in America debt today, uh, most Americans are $400, a $400 bill away from totally changing their lives. Like one $400 bill that comes in, let's say it's a repair bill for a car, you need brakes or you need new tires. That $400 is enough to set you back for several months and cause you to go into to deep debt just over that one $400 bill. So he starts off like, hey, just have an emergency fund of just $500. Just start there. And then as you reduce your debts, he has this whole thing about the debt snowball. So you've got $20,000 in debt across 10 different bills. You, you take the smallest debt and whatever that payment is, let's call it 50 bucks a month. And you pay that 50 bucks a month until that thing is paid off. And then you got your second smallest bill. You take that $50 on top of the payment that you already had and add that $50 to it. And then you just go on that third bill, whatever that is, $100, $150 a month that you're paying on that bill. You take that, combine it with the other two payments, and then you pay that off faster. And you just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going until all the debt is gone. That's in the Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. So after you go from 500 emergency fund and you go to $1,000 emergency fund, you know, uh, I'm a big proponent of cash. Uh, I think that, you know, everyone should at least have enough cash on hand to pay the, de- the deductible of your house just in case your house burns down. That's my rule. You don't have to live by that one. I'm not a money guy, but I think that that's important have enough cash in hand to at least pay the deductible 
for your car if your car gets jacked up. You know, a um, couple years back, I bought the wife a new car. And I don't know, before, you know, like the, the day after I paid the first payment on it, she got into a wreck and ended up rearing and a guy with a hitch went through her front, went through her condenser, radiator, and almost totaled her, her car. Okay. Thankfully, I had the cash. I had the money right there. All right, let's take it to the dealership. What's the deductible? I haven't paid a deductible in so long. I can't tell you the last time I played, I did an insurance claim on anything. But our deductible was X amount of dollars, and I had that right there. Here you go. Here's the money. We're done. Okay, it's something important for you to be able to do, just for your own peace of mind, if nothing else. So uh, what are your money goals? That's the kind of stuff that I think about as a husband and a dad, right? I think about those deductible type of things that would make life easier. What is your rental deductible if something goes down? What's your homeowner's insurance deductible if something goes down? Do you have that amount on hand right away? Or you can just here, put it in here's my debit card or here's a check or here's the cash. Can you do that? If you can't do that, then maybe that should be your first goal. Maybe that should be your goal for this year. Uh, just to save up enough to be able to cover that. You need an emergency fund. After you have a six-month emergency fund, you should have a year. You should build it up to a year. You don't stop. You just keep building it up. So that's what's important, folks. This is all the kind of crap that goes on in my head a lot. I think about this kind of stuff. Um, if you don't, maybe, you know, you don't have to be like me, but um, I think it's something that you should think about and something that you should plan for. Um, so again, recap. Goals, they need to be specific, written down, have a timeline to them and, and have some accountability. And um, whether it's your body, your soul, spirit, relationships with people, or money, all five, or a combination of two or three, or if you just want to tackle one this year, it's up to you. Whatever you do, you do. Uh, I'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear about it. Sean will be back um, on the next podcast. He's been super swamped. Uh, so uh, that's why I did this one solo. But shoot us an email. Let us know what, uh, what, what you've got going on for your goals. Let us know what you think of this podcast. Like We love your feedback, and, um, and, and we'd love to, to actually partner with you and, and just encourage you and say, hey, look, what, what do you got going on? You don't have to be specific about your goals, but if you want to be specific, that's, that's cool too. Uh, but let us know what you think and what you got going on, what your goals are for this year. And uh, we'll give you a shout out and encourage you as well. So just email us at info at unchurchpodcast.show. Uh, check out our website, unchurchpodcast.show, not .com, .show. And uh, you can get everything there, our email, our Instagram, our Twitter. And uh, give us a shout out. Let us know what you think. And thanks for listening. We love you a long time. Oh, 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 oh.